Welcome to the Flop Podcast, the show where we talk about everything from video games to movies to news to basic human rights. <laughs> I'm Dewey. As always, I'm joined by Coleman, frontline photographer, and Bob. Well, what are you doing right now? Eating jelly beans. And the jelly belly man himself, Bob. Uh, so... Uh, there's no way to talk around it. Obviously, we took last week off. Um, if you didn't know that, uh, I, I don't know. You, if you if you were like, "Where's the episode?" and didn't see the Instagram post, sorry, but we're here. We're here now. Um, obviously, because of recent events. Um, yeah, Coleman, I feel like you're the the best at talking about this. <laughs> Also, what? Coleman has, I will say Coleman has been on the front line like every night, um, every day. Let's see. Um, we took last week off as a gesture of solidarity solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. We thought that people should be spending their time elsewhere, maybe educating themselves about the issues. And we as a podcast felt like us three white dudes probably wouldn't need to cloud all the other conversations going on last week um to that note um we have some things to touch on this week that we think will be beneficial and um obviously we we as a podcast you know i and this seems so silly not silly but i feel like companies are like here at Toyota, we know Black Lives Matter. Like, fly, buy a Toyota, right? Obviously, we as a podcast believe that Black Lives Matter, um, and we are in full support of the movement. And I don't really feel the need for us to um, constantly uh, rehash that. I feel like we've, you know. I, I also would hope that everyone listening is on the same page, too. Yeah, and I, yeah. It, to that end, if you disagree with our viewpoints on this, please kindly get fucked and yeah. get stop listening to this podcast. Um, I I also will say that I didn't. I don't think I posted anything on Twitter. I'm always so bad about upkeeping the Twitter, mm-hmm. but we didn't lose any followers from saying we were donating money to the Richmond bailout fund. Oh yeah, so we assume... also donated our Patreon money, and. Um, I guess we're going to be exploring options as things continue to progress Progress on how we can help mm-hmm. uh, moving forward. And just know that we are trying to do right by things. And, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, there's, there's, there's only so much that three white guys should say. I also it's, don't feel it's more... like, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say it's it's more so about us signal boosting other people or exactly. letting exactly. people of color and black people specifically speak on these things. Um, so we're not gonna get too into it, but I everyone obviously knows now that we're saying it out up front. But it's not a political matter; it's people's lives, and it's uh, obviously yeah, it does, it's not political. Yeah. This is basic human rights, and um, uh. I think we've all, I think if you know us personally, especially, I don't know. Especially I can speak Bob. for myself. <laughs> if, if you've been following me, you know I've been like 
signal boosting and doing a lot. And so I don't know. Yeah, well, there's only so much, so much I want to like. I want I want people to be able to listen to this and like have a sense of relief, but also, or like you know, a lot of people come to I feel like this podcast to like just have something easily to listen to, but it's it's know, an escape, not, but not to ignore it. Yeah, the, yeah, you you can you can use this time to listen to us and and like kind of escape for a second, but. The reason I'm putting this up front, we're doing this up front, is because obviously you care, but also to, in the back of your mind, to be thinking about this. And if you can do anything yourself to help, do it, especially if you uh, have benefited from white privilege and uh, uh, educate yourself. Because there's resources out there, and it's if you haven't done it yet, it's probably a good time to learn about things. and not sit by and be idle um, because a lot of people are saying enough is enough. And uh, if you're not on that same page, if you're not doing the bare minimum, then uh, I'm upset with you. As well as n- none of us, this is none of us come from a, a background of, uh, you know, political organizing or being well-spoken about things so about anything just know just or anything (laughs) at all just know we are doing our best if there's something you think we could be doing better or if you'd like to send us something to signal boost Uh, we don't have a huge following or anything but you know if you are listening to this and you would like us to read something off or like i said signal boost something you know just contact us and we will be happy to do so and yeah. uh yeah yeah that's... resources <clears throat> resources for people um um educational material uh you know black creators um let us know cuz we will definitely do our part and signal boost that stuff let people know um especially at the top of the next few episodes if we get anything in and to that end we do have a few things i think you have a list you want to touch on yeah so we almost put out i was gonna i was almost recorded a little thing at the beginning like last week just to be like this is why we're not having an episode but then i felt like okay an instagram post is enough and i don't need to like spend i'm, I'm too busy doing everything else um to like go go in and record fucking 10 minutes of me being like blah 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 but um I do want to say, I do want to shout out a few, if you've ever listened to these, if, you, if you're looking for a podcast that is headed by a, you know, a person of color, specifically a, a black person, um, I have two here that I, that I and, and I'm going to list off some YouTubers too, because I have uh, a lot more time with them in a way. Um, but yeah, so. There's a podcast called Super Castle Beast. I've talked about it before. Um, it is with Wooly and Pat um, from Super Best Friends. It's their new podcast. Wooly um, is hilarious, super into fighting games. And if you've listened to his pod, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I get a lot of my influences of like the games I play and um, what to try out next and like getting into fighting games in general. Um, he's kind of pushed me in that direction via this podcast and via Super Best Friends and via his YouTube channel. He does a lot of Let's Play, so I would say I'm trying to signal boost mostly 
Supercast. I mean, there this this is also like number one on games. So on like the gaming uh podcast charts. So I would suggest you probably listen to them because they know a lot more. Uh, Wooly specifically had done like game testing and shit like that before he started his YouTube stuff. Um, what else was I going to say about Super Castle Beast? I don't know. Check it out. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. Um, I will say the podcasts are at least three Very hours long. to four hours long. <laughs> but part of why I love it is because it's him and this guy Pat kind of bullshitting and just talking about stuff for like an hour and then they talk about their games for maybe like an hour or so and then they go into like video game news and stuff like that so if you're into the aspect of the show where we just bullshit and you like One, get to uh, really four hours of it yeah if you if you want to feel like you're actually just vibing with someone uh super castle beast is great and uh i su- definitely suggest that on top of that i will also say Waypoint Radio, which is the Vice Gaming podcast, is amazing. Um, headed by Austin Walker, and um, it goes into a lot of what was what politics. was Austin Walker's podcast before that? He he was on uh, he he was on Giant Bomb. Giant Bomb, that's what it was. Yeah, he was on Giant Bomb. He also does uh, Friends at the Table. Um, he uh, obviously heads Waypoint, and they go into and they also. I really like Waypoint because um, there's only one white, straight, cis dude on there. You know, they have different people from different backgrounds, different people of color, and they talk about those things in video games and in video game representation and gender politics in video games, politics in general. Um, So if you're interested in those kind of, uh, you know, topics, 100% check this, check out this podcast because they talk about video games but they so much of what they talk about they they go off and they talk about and stuff in the real world and they really take a critical look at games um to a point where i mean i will say a few years ago i looked at it and i was like these guys are being way too like critical of stuff like it's not that deep like blah 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 but the more i've listened to them the more i've you know seen where they're coming from and stuff like that. it's it's legitimately changed my perspective of like what where we hold video games in terms of you know representation of different people you know like people with you know differently abled bodies uh people of color like all types of shit and they just like they know their fucking shit and so if you're looking for that kind of podcast if you're looking for people who really know what they're talking about uh, unlike us uh definitely check out waypoint radio uh when it comes to those subjects I will quickly list off some of my favorite uh, YouTube channels. Uh, there's a guy named The Mighty Keith Crew, and we're going to have links to all this, uh, all these creators, but The Mighty Keith Crew, he does quick skits of from anything from like fighting games to anime. Um, and he is at like 300,000 subscribers now. He is fucking hilarious. He, I posted on my story the other day about like him like talking to dudes like, Oh, there's no subtitles. He, like this guy's watching something. He's like, "Oh, there's no subtitles." But like, what are you doing? He's like, "Oh, this is in English," and it's like a gunshot noise, and then he like falls down onto his bed and shit like that, and just like ragging on people who's like, uh, especially in terms of like fighting games and like JRPGs and stuff like that. Um, so definitely check him out. His videos are like three minutes long at the most, and they're fucking hilarious. Um, another creator, Pelvic Gaming. 
Um, she does, and I will say a lot of these are just like JRPG reviews, which is why I fuck with them so hard. But um, she just does really good in-depth reviews on JRPGs, RPGs in general, and different gaming stuff. So check out Pelvic Gaming if you want, you know, a female lens on like video gaming, especially from a black woman. Player Essence uh, is a dude who's constantly cranking out videos on Nintendo specifically, um, some JRPG stuff, some anime stuff, but he deals more with like the news side. So like he's uploading like three videos a day, just being like, "This leak just came out. These, this is like the info on it." Blah 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 blah. Uh, he's so so super into Xenoblade Chronicles, so I've been constantly watching like every video he comes out with because I'm learning more about the game and behind the scenes stuff and. Very passionate. Um, and then I will say the JRPG God, Shadow Elite HD, um, it on all these channels are, you know, it blows my mind that they're so small because they're obviously passionate. This guy has 35.8K subs, but he, he goes so in-depth. He covers a lot of different JRPGs that are, like, obscure, um, and he christened himself the JRPG God. And the more I've watched his videos and shit like that, I'm like, yeah, dude, like you were right for doing that. Like he goes, he's got, he's got his own podcast, um, Shadow Elite HD. 100% check him out if you've ever been interested because in like JRPGs and RPGs in general, because he will have a video on um, a game that you've been looking at. Um, and I watch all of his reviews and all of his videos. Um, so yeah, just have a link. We'll have a link to all those creators, but those are just some that like, I don't want to just list off a bunch of people, you know, and like disingenuously be like, go check out these people. These are all people that I have spent like hundreds of hours watching and I can genuinely say, you know, not only do I recommend them, but like I get a lot of inspiration for what I do creatively uh, and in podcasts specifically, but also like, it, whenever I watch your videos, I'm just like, damn, you guys like did so fucking good. And it makes me be like, I don't even want to do YouTube because it's like so much work. And like you guys are, it's like, what's the point? What to, can I add to this conversation that these like specifically the four YouTube creators just already like smoke and like did it better than me. So, uh, yeah. Thank you, Dewey. Yeah, for sure. Um, now... I'm I'm assuming we probably have a lot of news because we took a whole week off. I um we have a, about the same amount as we usually do because oh, I just okay. went through so I went through <laughs> I went through today and I looked at all the news and I was like none of this is that important. It's just like the only things that are really important that I probably won't include are just all the brands being like Black Lives Matter. And then not adding anything else Black to the conversation or do or now donating money just very just very surface level, uh, which I obviously have a problem with. Um, but yeah, I will say I didn't m m make a news uh, docket for this, or I didn't put this in the news docket, but of all the like milk toast Black Lives Matter, like, but not adding any, you know, links or anything of like substance, I did see that Call of Duty put black lives matter on every single load screen so they also did a bunch of other stuff i think too i think i heard something about but but just the fact of like 
No, I, I don't know. I don't know if Activision or whoever, you know, is doing Modern Warfare donated any money to any, you know, organizations that are actually helping or if they've done anything of note. But to put Black Lives Matter on every single loading screen so that everyone has to fucking see it every time they play the game is at least really tight. It's not tweeting like a fucking black cube or like just saying Black Lives Matter. It's like, now we're going to remind you every single loading screen They certainly didn't shit. have to do it, which is yeah. cool that they did. Yeah. Um, video games. Video, video games. games, man. Uh, I'll go first because I have probably the least. Oh, do I, you? <laughs> I haven't turned my PlayStation on in over a week. I've been busy every single night, but yeah. before then, I have been enjoying taking my time, as before, slowly progressing through Red Dead 2. Um, I have got diverted a little bit. I've been doing a lot of hunting stuff because there are, and this is something that I only recently realized when I actually... Uh, thought about it was there's quite a number of animals in this game Mm -hmm. there are so many different animals that you can hunt so i've been trying to like fill up the compendium 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 and hunt them and and i've been actually making a, a good amount of money uh you know selling pelts and stuff so that's cool um I, like I said, I, it's definitely a side. I've been sidetracked by it, but I'm not angry. Uh, I don't hunt in real life. Uh, I don't think I would go hunting in real life unless I was forced to. Forced to, you know, for survival. Um, and uh, so doing it virtually has actually been kind of fun. Uh, and no animals harmed in the process. Uh, that's. That's all I have this week. Unfortunately, I haven't, I haven't even turned my TV on in a week. I, uh, thanks to Dewey, started Bioshock. Woo. Yeah, and I don't want to let you down, but I don't know how much I'm enjoying it. Bioshock, you, you one. don't, you don't like storytelling through through MP4s every or MP3s. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Um. So my first complaint is, this is the physical copy of the Bioshock collection. What system? PS4. Thank you. It's a two-disc set. I did not know it was a two-disc set. And there is the the little card that comes in the sleeve, which completely covers up the disc on the left-hand side of the box when you open it. So I did not know this. So I started playing Bioshock Infinite, and for like maybe twenty or thirty minutes, I was just like so confused. And I was like, I I don't know if this is right. And I thought I, I thought I remember the game starting with a plane crash. And I was like, why am I on a rowboat? Like this doesn't make any sense to me. And then I finally figured out I have to use the other disc, which I didn't even know was in the box. Um, so that's your fault. Not really a complaint. That's absolutely my fault, but. I also it it might have just not aged as well. I I think if I played it at the time I might like it more, but it seems uh I don't know. It's not grabbing me. I feel you. I mean it came out a while ago. No, for sure. And and it 
and it was it's a game or yeah it's a game that's like very much of a time i mean it did do what system shock did but better i don't know that's my opinion but i don't know that kind of storytelling is kind of in that generation like it's yeah it's, it's kind of like it was only but done in that generation there's a reason it's not being done anymore i what that came out in like 2008 or 9 yeah somewhere. and you know bob i think it's just you don't like steampunk it's it's not that i mean i i vibe with like the weird art deco feel and the, it's like the you know underwater kind mm-hmm. of aesthetic like i i'm down with that stuff it just the the gameplay i don't love and the like you were saying the storytelling is just like all through voiceovers while you're playing it's like easily ignorable yeah it just it's not it's not sucking me in like i want it to i love this game probably one of my favorite games of all time See, people hear say that all the time and i want to feel that way but it's i even it's read not the book. grabbing me <laughs> the book is much better than the game the book is yeah. actually very good it's book a is, it's book a fan is so much better. It's like a fanfic, but it was like authorized. I think I I'm I forget the specifics, but um, it's called rap. The book's called Rapture. Okay. Uh, other than that, I got uh, Phantom Pain for five oh, yeah, five dollars. Hell yeah! Did not know it was so cheap, so couldn't that say that. No. Yeah. That is a deal. And then that is I an wa- actual hashtag deal. Yeah, and then I watched Solo. Oh. oh, the Star Didn't Wars? Did you already watch this? I it watched isn't. it. No, no, not Star Wars. So the long? 1996 Mario Van Peebles movie. Why are we... The, you don't get to talk about... the No, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's on Tubi. I don't... It's basically... Uh, uh, Mario Van Peebles is a android, and the movie wholly just rips off Predator. Huh. It's very it's low really budget. It's really good. It's really good. I mean, it's like corny, campy, but it's it's a very fun watch. Is it though? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you do you like okay, do you like corny is... action movies? But he, here's the thing: when I like corny and campy action movies and horror movies, I want it either I want it over the top. It is. I don't want to. I don't want to watch a movie and be like, they were trying. To make a good movie here, I don't. I, I don't, know, I don't even know like, how much they were trying. I like when I think of like campy, it's like I want like like toxic Avenger and shit like that. Like that you it's like. Not, oh, this okay. is like it's not. I mean, it's obviously not that level. Listen, not, we all like, know what kind bu- of movies budget. Bob likes. So if Bob's saying this is a Bob pick, then I think we can all at least Dewey and I can can know what it's going to be like. Longtime fans will know. <laughs> it's got a lot of go, like. Sh- this- it's got a lot of shot for shot like predator ripoffs, like okay, f- you know, fully staged and like exactly like oh, you're that's, you're literally smiling it. talking about this movie. So it's, so it's honestly probably worth the watch. Yeah, mm. yeah. If you want to watch Mario Van Peebles act like a robot, I hate his name. What the Mario yeah. Van Peebles? Yeah, his uh, what his dad was like a big director, right? Damn, people fucking know, dude. It's like a it's like a cereal brand. Have you had your Van Peebles today? He's the son. Van Peebles. He's the son of Melvin Van Peebles. 
I mean, I don't know who that is. That's him. How do you spell Peebles? P E like the store. P E E B L E S. That's what I thought. Peebles. I think I think Mario Van Peebles directed New Jack City, which oh. is also a really good movie. Really good, like largest set of air quotes you can legally buy in the United States. Yeah, uh, without a permit. But that's kind of all uh, my media content. Wow, we are just killing it, aren't we? <laughs> um, all right, here well, comes Dewey to save the day. Well, guys, the day is finally here. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. I have started playing it. Um, it's really fucking good. I would say I'm uh, almost pro- I'm pro- probably like just a scotch about to be halfway there, halfway done with the game. So I think it's a 60-hour game unless you do like a bunch of side quests and stuff. And there's a lot of side quests. Um, but to give you the background, this is the game that was done by Monolith Soft. Um, for those of you who don't know, they were the ones who were called in for Breath of the Wild to make the huge, expansive world. So if you like huge open-world games, um, these are the guys who did it for Breath of the Wild. So you, it, they have these fucking massive bio, bio don't, like uh, biomes in all their games. So like every single area is very different. Um, and they just do open world better than a lot of people. This game is also a remaster of a Wii game. So think about the world of like Breath of the Wild and how big it is in the scope, but on the Wii. Like, so if if that's any indication of like where they're at in their tech and how they're able to squeeze so much into a game, like is this, think about a game. Is this mm-hmm. in in a a story sequence or is this a standalone game that's just in the universe? Uh, this is a standalone game in the universe. Okay, so you don't need there, to, like the, prior knowledge of what's going no. on. No, and even with Xenoblade Chronicles 2, it is a different universe. Okay. There are some, like, nods to the other games that you will get if you've played um, the first game, but it's, like, a different world. So it's kind of like, like, like Final Fantasy style, like... Yeah. Okay. Um, and what's really interesting with Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is they've added this um, prologue that after you beat the game, it's about 20 hours, and it... It's called Future Connected. So a lot of, I mean, I haven't looked up any spoilers, but a lot of people are obviously saying like, oh, this is what is going to tie in the first game with the second with like, because a lot, because both of these games, by the end of it, it's like you're fighting God, you're fighting the creator of the universe, or you're like saving the creator of the universe. And it's like a lot of like Fight attacking and de- God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but JRPGs have been taught telling me this entire time i finally understand real life um but yeah it it, the basically the backdrop of the game is uh there are these two titans who were fighting like since the beginning of time called the bionis and the mechanis and they basically killed each other in mid-combat died and now humanity lives on the top of the bionis and on the other side of the like entire world there's this there's obviously the Makanis, and these are like dead titans that we live on. And the Makanis 
are like constant. They're like constantly fighting, and the Makanis has robots and shit like that that are we're finding out are like actually sentient and shit like that. Um, and that's kind of the backdrop of the game. I don't want to give too much away, but it centers around this guy Shulk who lives on the Bionis, and he finds this sword called the Monado, and the Monado has the power to see into the future. So he'll be like running up to like attack someone and then he gets like a vision of like wh- how, it's, this up. how it's going to I'm not uh, making this JRPGs up. JRPGs love scene. swords that do other things. Yeah. yeah it's um, like it's a sword but really But it also makes macaroni. Yeah. And so he, he he can see into the future and then he can change the future by seeing it. And they they add this into the gameplay by like this this you'll like the like whole scene will stop in the middle of you fighting and then it'll like go out gray and you'll see it's like oh this monster is about to do a fucking huge attack to you or one of your teammates and then it allows you like six seconds to like 12 seconds i think depending on or eight seconds i forget the exact time frame but a little bar starts going down and you have to like either shield your friend or you can speed up their agility to break and change the future and that's like the main mechanic of the game is like seeing into the future and then fixing things before this monster doesn't like crazy as attack. Um, the battle system is also kind of modeled after an MMO where you're constantly doing small attacks, but you have arts that do, you know, extra damage. It's like, or like um, there's a whole system where it's like you have to use a break art and then a topple art, and that basically topples the monster. So you like break their guard, another art to topple them, and then you can also stun them. And there's this whole like me- mechanic b- behind like once you get to higher level play, like if you're able to figure out your party really well, you can just constantly have them toppled so the monster can't even attack you. And then on top of all that, there's also arts that are like, this one does more damage from the side. This one does more damage if you're hitting, like you're attacking from the back. And then it's like, this one heals your, you know. It's like, basic, if you've played an MMO, you understand that like, different attacks do different things in different areas. Like, you know, rogues in World of Warcraft have like backstab and stuff like that. Um, that like, this this move will do a, a good amount of damage, but if you're behind someone and you do it, it's like, that's when it actually affects them and does more damage and that's kind of like the whole system of the game on top of that there's obviously like side quests and one of my only complaints is that there's so many fucking side quests but i also kind of like so i really like mmos but i get to like the halfway point of playing them and then i kind of uh, either like the people i'm playing with get a little farther than me or i just kind of fall off and then I don't have anyone to play with. Um but what I really like about this game is that it it has the it is so much like an MMO because you go into a town and there's all these people who have these fuck like hundreds of quests and you take them all and they're they're all just like get these items, kill these monsters. And like I know a lot of people don't like MMOs because there's like grind like not even grinding but just so many like fetch quests. But I really like just like chilling out and like if I'm at a part in the story where I think I might need to level up a little bit more, it's like, well, let's just go out and do like all these quests to like raise my affinity with this town and like kill these creatures and like help out this person and then they give you more 
weapons and they give you more armor and stuff like that. So if you're familiar with MMOs and their mechanics, uh, this game is basically that, but single player. Ooh. And it's really fucking good. I uh, I think I'm like 30 hours, 35 hours in, and uh, there's it takes some turns, as you would expect from uh, an RPG, where it's like, wait, you're the bad guy? What? Whoa, like spoilers, the- dude. Come on. I'm going to yeah. play it. I hope I hope you do. I, I have two copies. Dude, I've, I've seen you play a Xenoblade, and it looks nothing. This is- I'd rather play like a golf game. I, I will say... Um, in the in Xenoblade Chronicles two, when I was playing, I put on the Japanese um voices, and I think that helped me not um notice how much they were like saying the names of their attacks and like constantly hearing. There's like there's a joke within like the Xenoblade community community because like the guards that you fight in Xenoblade Chronicles two are like, think you can take me, take me, and, like and then it's just like over and over and over. Um, I don't know. I really like it. it's fucking. It's super anime in that way of like thunder kick and like they all say the name of their attacks and shit. Um, like yeah, Rangers. it's not really Power Rangers. It's Power more Rangers like a shonen. would say their shit before they did it. Yeah, but so does like every anime. I would say it's more like shonen okay. style of like Ko Ken or like Spirit Bomb or you know every time they do an attack, Destructo Disc. Um, those were all Dragon Ball Z, but yeah. Uh, that's all I've got. Oh, I also I mean, played oh. uh, Chex Quest HD. Thank. Oh, okay. How are you? Gonna Did you actually? On this info on a, on a... <laughs> How was it? It's really hard to play. Very unresponsive. That's unfortunate. I, I, I know a lot of Chex Max community was really looking for forward to that. I it's, did download uh, a fun. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, nah, there's nothing really to say about it. It's free to play if you want to play it. It's on Steam. Uh, it's like a like a one gigabyte download or something. Nice. I, I downloaded a new uh, phone game, but I haven't played it yet. What is it? I don't even know the name because it's so long <laughs> that it doesn't fit in the icon. It's called. I'll tell you. I saw it, like, I opened up the app store to update my apps, and I saw it on the front. I was like, that looks fun. And obviously, I haven't played it yet, but it's called uh, Nuclear Submarine Incorporated Arcade. <laughs> it's like you run a little tiny nuclear sub. Interesting. Huh. Uh, let me show cool. you some, like, it, it's, it's like one of these games. Here, let me show you a picture. You know, like the games where you run like like Tiny Tower. You familiar with Tiny Tower? Never even yeah. heard of it. A so it's like bit. it's kind of like a side scroller thing where you 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 or maybe even Fallout where you have like a bunch of rooms. <laughs> see see on the oh, picture okay. here that I'm showing on this on the screen. Yes. Dewey. Yes. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a community so, thing. So like you own like you upgrade your sub and add rooms and stuff. It looks fun. I haven't played it yet, but I, I used to play Tiny Tower a lot, and I played Fallout Shelter a lot. I like those kinds of games. So yeah, I thought you know, <laughs> shit's already so weird. Why not get into phone gaming? You know. <laughs> uh, I got a new keyboard. Let's Mechanical. see. Mechanical. 
Oh yeah, I it's got a, this. Whoa. Uh, it's a, 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 you already have one just like that. No, see, the difference is this one has a number pad, and uh, it's also low profile keys. So, and it's also not as loud, so you won't hear me typing anymore on the podcast. Oh, so you're not a because anytime you're not a real gamer then. So it's uh, not no. it's not a it's not a dead stock ortho linear seventy percent keyboard with keycaps from <laughs> Russia. Yeah, no cherry it's not red. A cherry red uh, RGB. <laughs> it, it, I I I told myself I wasn't gonna get another <laughs> RGB keyboard because it's just like. Well, you did. I keep seeing all these memes that are like pro, and then it's like RGB everything, and like a gaming chair, and then it's like, or no, no, it's just noob and has all that shit, and then it's like pro, and it's like a plastic chair and then like a shitty ma- yeah, have you ever seen those memes or yeah. is it just me <laughs> it's just my fucking algorithm You're on Instagram being like, <laughs> yeah um but th- it was like this keyboard specifically i was looking at for a while just because i was like it's decently priced and has a number pad and what like, brand is it it's corsair okay everything I, my mouse is corsair my chassis is corsair my I have a lot of Corsair. There is a really cool ortholinear keyboard I want to get eventually. Uh, uh-huh. But they're very expensive. I follow uh, r slash mechanical keyboards. And I can't tell you how much lust I have for something that I have no use for. Yeah. I really, I really wanted to get just a basic like old school like eggshell gray keyboard like for a IBM. long time. Yeah. But then I saw this one and it was like forty percent off. It was like seventy dollars off, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna get this one because it's like a hundred dollars, and usually it's like literally a hundred and seventy. And it is the K70 RGB MK2 low profile. Um, and I do like that the let's hear the keys. I can't. Let me try. I, well, he's gonna, you gotta, he's gonna stop recording. Yeah. He's gonna. <laughs> The quietest little <laughs> click. Yeah, it's so nice compared to this. Is like this. I think that's it's that, cool. That's that ga- the Counter Strike sound. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. I was I, I I've just when I first got my PC, I was like, I want the fucking RGB. I want the loud ass keyboard so everyone knows I'm a fucking killer. Uh, and now and now I'm like, and it'd be me sitting in my room shit. being like, Dewey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Bro, I'm sleeping. It's just like fuck. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm getting used to the low profile keys, but uh, it it feels real nice. What's it, uh, how have... many grams to actuate it? I fucking know. What's clue. the travel distance on the key, and how many grams to actuate? It's like a seventy gram or what? What are we talking here? I also it also came with like an extra lube set of. Lube? What WASDA keys that are like ribbed and also raised so they're a little bit higher Ooh. and I put them on and, and it's just also just making it harder to type. <laughs> I was playing for a first Dewey's pleasure. It's like if I was playing a first person shooter, I would want to keep them, but like I'm not playing that right now. So I don't want to keep taking them on and off. So I'm just gonna leave them on there and just get over it eventually. Um, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Take a break. And we're back. We got a little bit of news. Like I said, I didn't take down as much as uh, I probably would any other time because obviously we've been off for two weeks or a week. But uh, I feel like half of the stuff I was like, no one cares about this shit. There's actual news that's more important. 
Uh, but these are the few things that I thought were of note. Uh, we have right here a breakdown of the Series X components, um, and they have gotten more info up on the link that is in the show notes about the Series X. This is really cool. It shows kind of like what was what it? What's that shit called where you like see a machine and they've specifically taken all the parts out of a it? Cross like, section. Cross section. That sounds right. That's or an exploded view is also what Ex- they got that too, um, and it just goes into like the cooling system, split motherboard stuff, heat sink. Um, it goes into very like vapor chamber, more storage without uh, compromise. It's talking about like obviously the is it from Microsoft? Yes. So it's kind of a fluff piece a little bit. Yes, it's okay. them being like, yo. This is the. This is not. You've seen the box. Now here's what's inside the box. You've seen the box. Now let's open the box. Yeah, and I'll link that if you guys want to take a quick look to it. Uh, to it to add it. Um. So yeah, I would say look at that. Uh, it makes me more and more stoked to see these new consoles, as well as there's more Xbox uh, Series X backwards compatibility news here, um, and another article from Xbox. They or Microsoft, they talk about how um, they're really focusing on their legacy titles and backwards compatibility, everything from the original Xbox to Xbox 360 and obviously Xbox One. Um, it says they're bringing more than 500 Xbox games and 360 games or 500 360 games to Xbox One they have before. Um, and it says here that, um, They've spent well over 200,000 hours ensuring the library is ready to uh, get onto the Xbox Series X. And they've just talked about how um, they've upscaled a lot of things, made them run better, um, and they've obviously put in the hours to make sure all the games that they're bringing there um, run well. And talking Dude. about doubling frames. They, they say right here, like, some of the games will run at like 120 frames per the second. The fucking Xbox Series X looks so horny, dude. I know. <laughs> and I'm so... Te- You'll know uh, from if you're a Patreon member that we've talked about uh, the PlayStation versus the Xbox. Um, I'm actually going to be uploading that today. So uh, <laughs> you'll hear it. You'll hear it. And then you'll hear us talking about it now. But... It didn't, man, Xbox it so, is really, I wish I wish all my friends were Team Xbox because that Series X looks so sick. Yeah, I can't. And, wait. And I mean, that, we haven't seen the PS5 yet, though. Yes, and we have news on that as well. But I'm really, I'm. It's really making it hard for me to be play Team PlayStation because that Series X just not only looks good, not even from the breakdown of the components does it like seem like it's going to run good, but having all this backwards compatibility through like all of its legacy titles and like all these different games is like, damn, y'all are making me making this hard for me. But PlayStation. Gotta get them both. <laughs> place. I didn't add, I also didn't add this link, but PlayStation basically kind of fired back and said something along the lines of like, for PlayStation five, you're going to be only able to play the PlayStation five games <laughs> because you're buying a new console. So you want to play the new games. What? That's and bullshit. In a, yeah. In a, in a weird way, they're like, we're not going to compromise and blah, blah, blah. I don't have the, the exact wording of it, which I don't know. Dude, even with their first, even when Xbox One first, like, let you boot into, I mean, the way they emulated it 
originally was you would boot into Xbox 360 OS. Yes. And even then, PS PlayStation was like, damn, they fucking got us. And I think moving forward, people don't necessarily want to have to pay or wait for a remaster sometimes. Sometimes they just want to throw in an old disc that they have or whatever and just go. Yeah. So fuck Sony, even though I, I like Sony. Yeah, fuck Sony. Uh, specifically, fuck Sony because tomorrow, or wait, no. What day is this coming out? On the 11th, the day that you're listening to this, PlayStation is 5 is having an event. Uh, they haven't gone into much specifics. I can't tell. It just says, join us June 11th at 1 p.m. The future of gaming. And then it just it just has like a picture of the controller. So what I think, I think that what they're going to do is it says lightning speed, stunning game, breathtaking immersion. And then I'm, I'm sure this is going to be them being like, here is the controller. The, the bo- here's the box. Here's the game. Here's some gameplay and shit like that. So. Yeah. I got to be honest. Microsoft's definitely winning. Uh, I hope the PS5 looks like that Bass Pro pyramid. <laughs> that would be sick. <laughs> like Onyx Black. I would, I would buy that immediately. Yeah. You, like pop open the uh, cap, slide the disc in. <laughs> it has a singing fish on the side. <laughs> We've packed the entirety of the PS5 into this singing wall bass. <laughs> you ain't nothing but a hound dog. Uh, some news on Silent Hill X Day, uh, Dead by Daylight, a game that I will talk about next week because I started playing it, and it is fucking fun, but I want to have a little bit more time with it before I talk about it. I Did you, you get guys it when it talking was free? about that. Huh? Did you get it when it was free? No. Okay. When was it free? It was free. Shit. No, like last year or sometime. It's like last year, I think. I might. I must have been like right before I got my PlayStation. Okay. Because I, I, I'm. It's interesting that you're enjoying it because I had a very not fun experience with it. Oh well. I, well, we'll, I will we'll save it for next time. Yeah. Um. But this is Dead by Daylight is made by an indie developer, and the game basically is like you play as four survivors, and then one person plays the monster, and they hunt you down. And we'll talk about it more next week. But what I have here for news is that this is still in development and they're working on it, but they have introduced Pyramid Head from Silent Hill 2, uh, the Midwich Elementary School from Silent Hill 1, and Cheryl Mason from Silent Hill 3. And they're going to be added into the game. Um, like I said, this is like a game where you are like trying to get away from a monster or you're a monster hunting people. And they've, they've done stuff with Saw. Uh, they have a... Uh, Freddy Krueger look-alike. They have, um, strangely enough, they have Stranger Thing kids in there now, and the Demogorgon. Yeah, this uh, game Strang- sounds, sounds kind of tight. Dude, we played it last night, and we'll talk about it next week, but it was very I, fun. I saw it you guys talking intense. about it, and I was like, I was like, damn, FOMO. Shout out. Um, oh, Kurt is the best monster. <laughs> Kurt is quoted a monster. From- Kurt is the best monster. He is a monster. He's the best one. Um, but yeah, uh, so it's, I thought it was really interesting that Konami hasn't really done anything with Silent Hill, but it's really cool that Pyramid Head is going to be in the game. Pyramid Hill um, Head is cool. I think Pyramid Head is a interesting bad guy person thing, mm-hmm. monster. And uh, let's get Siren Head in there. Fuck it. Why not? Fuck get them all. Siren Head. 
Um, more updates for other games like Pokemon DLC. It's hitting June 17th. Um, this is the Isle, Sword Isle. I can't even remember the fucking names of it, but I Sword watched and Shield. The, yeah, I know it's Sword and Shield, but they have like the, oh, oh, the, oh, oh. the Isle of something and something or another. I can't remember the fucking names of them, but, uh, yeah, in in the trailer and from what we've gathered, they are going to have the legendary birds and have new forms, new uh, Galar region forms that look interesting. Uh, I think Zapdos specifically is just a fighting type now, like not even flying fighting, just fighting. So that should be interesting. Uh, I think Articuno becomes like flying and psychic and then Moltres is like, I want to say like ice and fighting or ice and flying or some something like that. Do they have weird like uh like Dickensian looks? Like there's like the the chimney guy since they're all no, Gala they just region. look different. <laughs> that would be really cool if they did that shit though. Like had, one had like um, little crutches. <laughs> they have like chimney sweep brooms as feet. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also showed a Gigantamax, Blastoise, and Venusaur, which looked really cool. And they started off the entire thing with a slow king. Who gets a fucking gun? Because instead of the cloister biting his tail, he's got a cloister on his arm, and it's like a, a he's like poison type, and he's got a, like a fucking gun arm. Interesting. Mega Man Sloking. 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 Um. Sloking. Sloking. <laughs> Sloking. Toking. Uh. But there what? was also. Oh, sorry. Hmm. If I could, for a second, I've been thinking about watching Lord of the Rings. Okay, I've never seen it. <laughs> you neither. You've never. I I thought you were one of those people. Oh, um, fuck if you, you if you want, I have the extended editions on Blu-ray. My question is, do I watch the Hobbit first? No, don't worry about it. The the Hobbit Can will I, give you. So I, do I watch them in the order they were released? Read the Cimmerillion yeah. first, then watch. No, the I'm not. I don't want to read shit. All right. Um. No, you you can just start with the first Lord of the Rings. So if I watch, there's three, right? The OG? Yes. And then yeah. I watch The Hobbit? Yeah, sure. I mean, do I have to watch The Hobbit? No, you can take it. You should You should just watch The Hobbit, the, the animated. The greatest adventure. That one. Is, okay. Oh, the OG one. It's like the weird. OG, like, yes. yeah, it's fucking trippy. Okay. It's just something I've been kicking around, you know? Well, if you want to borrow the Blu-rays, let me know. Are they Fook 4K Blu-rays? Uh, they might be. I don't know. I have to double check. They're also they're also the extended edition, and for some reason they couldn't hold, put the entire movie on one disc. So there's two discs for each movie. <laughs> that's fun. Dude, that's insane. <laughs> Which I almost wanted to return it when I realized I opened it, and I was like, "What do you mean the next disc? <laughs> what like, do what, you mean? What my year part is of, it? My favorite part of listening to a record is having to stop and flip it over. <laughs> I can't wait to do that for a movie." <laughs> See, I, that's uh, why Laserdisc shouldn't have died out. Anyway, I had, <laughs> I used to have a um, my my actually I still have it. My DVD copy of Goodfellas. You have to flip the disc over <laughs> <laughs> to continue watching it. And it's that's just like, what the fuck. I remember they used it? to do that. Like if you got like a cheapy DVD, like a cheapo one. Yeah, it would have Letterboxd on one side and full screen on the other. Huh. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you bought, like, That's... a $5 version, not, like, a real good copy with, like, a booklet, but, like, a cheapy one, it would have the 4-3 the four, the four, ratio for if you still had, like, an old TV. 
bro. Just just uh just the nineties kids things. Just speaking of nineties kids things that are Coleman things, uh you played Prey. Which how one? does a the the newest one? Yeah, it was tight. How does a Prey VR game sound to you? Um, if it's done right, possibly pretty cool. Uh personally, I don't think we are at the point yet where VR technology is where it needs to be, but I'm, I don't know. Could be cool. Uh, well, apparently <laughs> there was a listing for Prey VR for PlayStation VR. That's all I really got. I, I think it would be I, cool. I didn't play the original Prey, but everything I've heard about it, like the storytelling via the like environment, shit like that, I really like. I, um... I have yet to play any of the PR, or sorry, VR releases that are of games that were previously not VR. I really want to try Skyrim VR, but I'm not, you know, it's can, like whatever. Can you walk around in that one? Yeah. So you hold the controller and basically it's my understanding that you can just play the game normally, but you can also like look around if you so choose. But like so, Fallout. I think Fallout Four VR. You don't really walk around, right? You just kind of like transport to different. Like you pick a location to transport to. You don't like. I have physically no walk places. No idea. Couldn't tell you. Okay. Because okay. I remember Won't seeing like oh, I, I remember thinking Fallout Four and VR might be fun, but then watching gameplay and it's like you can look around, but if you want to move, you have to like select a location on the ground that you so, like. There's a game for Oculus. It's kind of an older game, but originally started as like a proof of concept, but slowly became like a pretty full-fledged game. It's called Robo Recall. And you don't walk in that game either. You basically just have like a little, like an arc. And like you point the arc where you want to go. Yeah. And at first that seems kind of whack, but the game is so detailed that you quickly don't even really mind that you're not walking because everything else about it looks so fucking real. And like immersive. That's for motion sickness, right? It's not. Um, is, or is there like a technical reason they do that? It's probably for it's motion about, sickness in a way yeah. because you really have to spend a whole lot of time in VR, just in the same way that fighter pilots have to do a whole lot of hours before they start losing, like getting sick so easily. Yeah. You have to do the same thing with VR. And I think to make the games a lot more approachable, they've chosen to dial it back a bit if that makes sense yeah because yeah. you would immediately get turned off by vr and return it if the first game you played like made you throw up i mean even i i've played a lot of vr and i i tried a new game that like let me fly and i got sick to my stomach immediately yeah. so you definitely well, have to spend a whole lot of time in the world before and some people don't ever get over it because your body doesn't know what's going on you think you're flying but you're not moving so it's wild. Yeah. It seems as that's what a lot of people talk about why they have like the point to a thing and zaps you there. It's because like moving forward without actually moving it like throws off your equilibrium or whatever and fucks you up. But uh maybe there's gonna be Prey VR. That sounds cool. I don't know, fun. I mean if you um, let me just throw a shout out to Prey, the game I played, and I'm sure I talked about it a lot to an end of whatever episode it was in. If that goes on sale anytime, I guess twenty dollars or less, I'd say pick it up because it, you know, 
I had a whole lot of fun with it, and it is kind of a, a unique game, and it's well done. It plays well. It kind of plays like Bioshock in a way, and um, the for for me, you I you don't need any previous knowledge of Prey really. Um, there's plenty of like expositional dialogue and like journal entries and stuff you can find that I think help fill in the gaps. So while we're talking about Prey, check it out if you um, like games, like kind of platformer-ish, kind of like Bioshock, or maybe, um, I don't know. Bioshock is a pretty good uh, pretty good comparison. Yeah, from, from all the reviews and stuff I heard, uh, there's a journalist who's who actually was on Waypoint who talked a lot about it, um, Danielle Riendo talked about how it's it's one of those games that puts you in a world and it's like all right go off and do your own thing and like pretending like you can have different upgrades to get into different areas but they talk about how like using like the glue gun to like get to places you normally couldn't and shit like that and like mm-hmm. bending the game to your will and kind of a way uh, yeah and really like you cool. can re you can visit areas that you maybe shouldn't be able to visit yet because you get your ass yeah. wiped so ass wiped <laughs> ass whipped but that's uh, one way to get your ass wiped yo i totally got my ass wiped dude we wiped their ass dude <laughs> that's my favorite weezer song uh uh in other news uh, more on playstation there is a sale that is going on until the 17th there's also a sale for Nintendo, but specifically this PlayStation one looks really awesome because not only can you get uh, a lot of games for cheap, but they're also doing the headsets, uh, merch, PlayStation Now, and the PlayStation Plus um, subscriptions are like 30% off. Like there's um, some uh, collectibles and stuff like that that are 20% off. Uh, games are up to 50% off. So I'll include a link to the PlayStation. Uh, dot com page on it but basically if you load up your playstation you'll see that there's a the, the days of play is going on and you can get a lot of games for mad cheap right that's, now. that's where i got uh metal gear 5 for five dollars I, I had a feeling uh well hold on a second let's actually just keep going okay uh sega <laughs> is making a game gear mini there's no <laughs> Thank way fucking god there's no other way, uh, and as much as I love Sega and as much as I'd love a Game Gear Mini, the the way they're going about this is insane. Is that it is very tiny. It is apparently three inches. That's what she wide. Okay. One about and then about one inch tall. Yo, you sound like okay, self-deprecating uh, joke right here. Go ahead. The one uh, the screen is one inch. And uh, I don't know who this is for, other than like diehard collectors who just want to buy a. What's the price? You could, point? You could, the 50. price point, fifty. Yes, it is fifty dollars. Oh, dollars. Fifty okay. fucking United States dollars. That's kind of cool. Uh, how many? And how, I mean, it's like it's, four games in each. For like yes. twenty bucks, it would be cool. For fifty, like fifty is a little high for. I mean, a you could high. you could just get an emulator, right? Yeah. You can play these games almost anywhere else, especially on the internet. Um, they have 
four different versions, which which is insane because it's like, oh, if you want to play every single game and have every single version, it's two hundred dollars. Each uh, each one comes with like five games, right? I love a good score. Four. four games, four games. So the first one comes with Sonic the Hedgehog, Puyo Puyo Two, Outrun, Royal Stone. Next one comes with Sonic one. and Tails, Gunstar Heroes, Sylvan Tail, and Baku Baku Animal, which that one seems pretty cool. Then. The yellow one, which looks real cool, comes with Shining Force Gaiden, Shining Force Gaiden 2, um, Shining Force Gaiden Final Conflict, and then some other game I don't even know anything Honestly, about. I think which... it sounds kind of cool. I love a good cash grab. And if we all get one, we can just swap them. <laughs> you don't want one of these. I know you don't. I had a Game Gear, dude. Oh, I played I Sonic. I played Outrun. I played okay. Aladdin. Now, um, to try to play one on a screen that's an inch and a half by an inch the OG, and a half. The OG screen wasn't much bigger. I don't know. It took, it well, took, that's, it took six AA batteries. Well, I think you forget how big the screen was. Look. Yeah, I know, but screen, think how many pixels they can pack into a smaller screen. It's probably roughly the same. But the, the one of the things that people talked about for the um, Game Gear that was better than the Game Boy was that the screen was bigger. It had color. And it had a light. Yes, I know the battery pack. We so, all know the batteries. Have you tried to play six double A's in like an hour? Have you tried to play a two DS or a three DS after after playing Switch? Uh, no. It feels archaic. I will get one and I will love it. And there's nothing you can say that will make me not love it. Well, okay. but now we have you recorded saying that, so you have to. Yeah, I'll get the one that has Sonic and Outrun. That sounds kind of tight. I think you should get the one that has because Sonic the Hedgehog is a bad game. Sonic and Tails is probably better. Which one has Sonic and Tails? Which color? Uh, the blue one. What else is on that one? Sonic and Tails, Gunstar Heroes, which is a really fucking good game. Uh, Sylvan Tail, I don't even know what that is, and Baku Baku Animal. So the, it sounds like you get a platformer, uh, a running gun, and then I don't know what the other two games are, but I'm sure they're fun. <laughs> I'm sure they're fun. All right, well, uh, I'll look into it. I forgot to say that the the last, the red Game Gear has Megami Tensei Gaiden and Last Bible and Last Bible Special, and then GG, uh, the GG Shinobi and Columns. It also, I forgot about this. Um, I think there's, they, they haven't announced it for the West, but if you pre order. All four of them in Japan, you get a big window, mini big window screen. Like you know how you know how they had the thing like that you to would make put the screen onto bigger. It's like yeah. a magnifying glass. Yeah, that's really but ironic. You, it's really funny because you also have to fucking get all of them, and it's only available in Japan. Like that deal is only in Japan. That's tight, dude. Like I said, I love a good scam. I love a good grift. Uh, uh, it it also says that it's powered by two. Triple A batteries, and it can also be powered by a USB micro cable. I can't um, wait to we as society battery life drop get, like micro. Ten... What's up? I, <laughs> I hate talking? micro USB. Uh, I was gonna say yeah. I hope it has comparable battery life where these two AAA batteries will last like thirty. It seconds. lasts two <laughs> minutes. And trust me, that's enough for almost one level of gameplay. Almost, I mean, what more uh, would you want? It's anyway. just so small. Like my my one Wait, can thumbnail. Wait, you send the link again to the Zoom chat? Yeah, this is my one thumb. 
will completely envelop both buttons. It's cute. I d- if you look at the picture in the article where it's like against the hand, like the stock, the f- the photo of like the Game Gear Mini, like in the palm of someone's hand, you could put yeah. a- an onion headline below that and it would <laughs> play exactly the same. I think it's kind of, oh, Jesus, that's loud. Are you watching the video? Oh yeah. my God, it is. But yeah, your thumb literally envelops both buttons. Remember the Game Boy Micro? That thing was kind of cool. This is like smaller. This is literally smaller <laughs> than the Game Boy Micro, which is wild. I think it's. Ima- I think it'll do think, really well in Japan. Think about think about <laughs> playing so anything. Think about playing anything that you have to read, like text it's of. Like, it's like this big. Hold on a second. Hold on. I have a battery pack. It's like it's like it's, it's like, like this two. Big, but it's like smaller. two of these. Yeah, it's like it's this big but smaller. <laughs> it's like a normal size Snicker bar in length. Um, also, oh, I so lied. it's one point one five inches diagonal. You idiot! You didn't Whatever. say it was diagonal. Come on, man! It's fucking small. It's like it's like holding a a Genesis cartridge and playing <laughs> a game on it. It says here the uh, Game Boy Micro's screen is was two inches. Yeah, this is one. <laughs> 1.15, dude. I, I will say that I would probably be fine. I might actually look into getting the blue one because playing Gunstar Heroes or just like a run and gun game on a little mini thing doesn't seem that hard. Like, you don't have to worry about too much shit. And, I like, think it's kind of anything. cute and neat. And I'm interested in seeing it's $60, by the way. Oh, no, sorry. Just kidding. That's not it. I'm interested in seeing what the packaging is like. The Japanese packaging looks fucking sick. It just looks like they took the original package, like kind of like how they did for the, um, the Sega Genesis Classic or whatever, like that. They they made it look really like you just got the original box and then just shrunk it down. Um. Also, uh, there's some rumors about Bloodborne coming to PC. Uh not much on this just <laughs> that uh, is it things, that's the news few things being leaked uh and then someone saying i'll donate a hundred dollars if someone to like you know racial justice charity of choice if someone from playstation comes and tells me this and then they're like so a screenshot of them donating money they're like yep it's coming definitely this year and it's like that doesn't really i don't i mean it's cool that you donated 110 dollars but um you just saying that doesn't really mean anything but i think i think a lot of people are still hopeful that it's gonna get some like port to pc finally and have you know 60 frames per second and be like super nice and upgraded all right and the last bit of news (laughs) so one last thing that i i specifically wanted to say is there's a new metal slug game coming in 2020 this year uh, I love speaking of uh, running gun games. Metal, Metal Slug has always been really fucking sick. It's kind of hard, but the aesthetic of the games and uh, the gameplay is always super fun. It looks sick, and apparently, um, it says here that SNK has said that it there it, the new game is about eighty percent complete, and uh, this game is unrelated to the one that they're talking about doing a. Uh, iOS game for so this is going to be a console game apparently so 
yeah hey it could be cool uh, could be fun it's gonna be a fully realized 3d mega or metal slug game uh top down isometric uh blood souls vania souls like souls like metroid pennsylvania pennsylvania rogue 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 light (laughs) road light rogue uh racing racing game I mean, what can be said about it that hasn't already been said? <laughs> and that's exactly. going to be it. That does it for the fucking podcast. Um, All right. Unless you guys have anything else to add. Um, thank you. Th- I mean, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. And um, I love our, our our supporters. And I guess we'll see you next week. Yes, we will. Be safe. Wash your hands. Woo. And um, Bye. 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 Thanks for flying with us. I want to.